My theory is that he's secretly a football player. And she's black and he's white and don't they don't they end up having a baby together? I've been going to the I've been going to the gym. I've been thinking about girls I want to talk to at the gym. Do you think Shakespeare was an alien? Welcome to Twim with Seth, Andy, and Ben. We're two brothers and a cousin who discuss all the movies in wide release, starting with the top box office from last week, and then reviews of movie, movies opening this week, and previews of movies coming out next week. We won't spoil any of these movies without first giving you a warning. This week, we're going to cover new to the top box office last week, including Dumbo, Unplanned, and Beach Bum. Movies opening this week in wide release, there's just two, Pet Cemetery and Shazam. And then coming soon in wide release next week on April 12th, Hellboy, Missing Link after and little. So four movies coming out next week. Oh man. <laughs> Hellboy. I've never seen a Hellboy that I've wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, the preview does not look good. It looks really hokey, especially in comparison to the Marvel. Because I, I think of Thanos basically as Hellboy. For some reason in my mind, they're the same character because the way his facial features are. Thanos. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah they're so similar. <laughs> Who's Thanos? Is it the same char- the same actor? The guy from Stranger Things plays Hellboy. The guy that the, 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 the policeman, the yeah, big, the sheriff dad, or he yeah. like le- has her live in his house. That guy, yeah, he's the guy that plays Hellboy. Aren't you guys excited for Stranger Things to come out? Is there another season coming out? Oh, maybe not. I just assumed in October there would be. I'm sure there is. I haven't heard. It was. It seemed to be so popular all of a sudden. Okay, let's go from bottom to top. From new to the box office last week. At the bottom is the beach bum. And the words come out. stops now the foolishness you gotta publish your novels and if you mess this up it's jail time uh, wish me luck i'm off to write the next great american Blue novel Blue. i may have a gang bang when i get back i will invite your mother thank you mr Mundog. you know what i think this is gonna be the second movie i really liked this year that you guys didn't see because what's the other the one favorite is the other one the favorite i was blown away the beach bum is not in the same caliber it's getting Rotten Tomato scores are not friendly. It's like right now it's 51%. I think the audience score is even less. On the beach bum? Yeah. On the beach bum. I but what, was the, what was the other one that you saw that we didn't see? The first was the favorite and the second is the beach bum. Yeah. The favorite was the the, the Emma monarchy Watson. one with like... Yep. Emma Stone. Emma Stone is in that one. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to see that one. That was right when we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that so Beach Bum was number ten last week in the box office, earning one point nine million. It's still fifty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Coming in at number four in its first week out was Unplanned. The one thing that all experts agree on is that at this stage, the fetus can't feel anything. Sorry to bother you, but they need an extra person in the back room. Are you free? I saw it. And it was like it was twisting and fighting for its life. We did a deep dive spoiler review of Unplanned last week. It's at 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's dropped quite a bit. Wasn't it like at 60 or something? Yeah. Last week? Yeah. yeah. yeah um, it earned $6.5 million, and it looks like this weekend it's going to still stay in the top 10. It's going to be a number 7 or something. In number 1 from last weekend was Dumbo. And now, introducing our world. Is that a monkey in your desk? 
Just for emergencies. Earning $46 million. It's at 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. And are we, do you want to go ahead and do a review of that right now? Yeah. Did you see that one, Andy? Uh, yes. Oh, you did? <laughs> it looks like you were winking. <laughs> I was a little bit bored during it, but I thought it was... I, I thought um, Danny DeVito delivered, as he always does. I thought that um, Ava Green was kind of wasted, and so was... Um, what's the Irish guy's name? Oh, the, um, good, the one of the main characters. Colin Farrell is who Yeah, Colin, Colin Farrell. I thought he was really wasted. Um, he, well, it could have been anybody playing him. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I did like him, but I kind of felt the same way as you where it was... I mean, I walked out and thought, yeah, that was kind of a dumb movie. And... The um, like Colin Farrell, he you know in the beginning he shows up and he's missing an arm from the war, but it yeah. didn't really it it was just like a prop. It didn't lead to anything. There was nothing. It was just like a throwaway thing in the movie that they spent a bunch of time on. So have have any of you seen Dumbo recently? Like, do we know how true it it is to the original, the first one? I just don't think there were any similarities. Like nothing felt familiar to me. So what was the purpose of Colin Farrell's arm missing? I don't know. I th- I thought it would... It's one of those things because they there were a couple scenes where they gave it attention, where like someone like rolled up his sleeve and pinned it, and then they got him like a fake arm. I don't know. I felt like they were signaling he only has one arm, and that's going to play a pivotal part in the movie later on, but it never, it never did. Yeah, I mean... Not if, that that if, matters, but I just... I thought after the movie, I was like, oh, what was that about? Yeah, it didn't... Like, it, it could be that Dumbo's an allegory for everybody who has these weaknesses, and they turn them into strengths, and maybe his missing arm could have been something similar, but they like didn't really capitalize on that. Anymore. Hey, that was a really good analogy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it could be. So the, the movie overall is... I thought it was dumb. I mean, I think the kids would like it, but my kids didn't like it. My kids were bored out of their mind. They you know, were. Telly, Telly had me take her to the bathroom like five times. I'm like, do you really need to go to the bathroom? Yeah, I'm going to pee my pants. I'm like, okay, you must be bored. Yeah. Because because she kept asking to go out of the theater. Did anyone in your family like it, Seth? I don't think anybody liked it. No, no. I mean, not even I, Rocky. I think everybody. My, I, I think everybody was mildly mildly entertained by it, including me. But I don't think anybody came out like excited about it. Yeah. I have a it wasn't ahead, bad man. it wasn't bad at all but there were some things that it just like I, there are a couple of things i could put my finger on why it wasn't a good movie and seth i think i was telling you the other day um the music just the music felt out of place and like it felt like the music had no soul like it was just kind of there as background music but it was i don't know like especially when there was just dialogue there'd be this music looks yeah like are you talking about that lullaby music pardon me are you talking about that lullaby music they were playing i don't think the lullaby music yeah you asked me about that i just remember like during dialogue scenes there was this music just felt out of place and i remember thinking if they had no music this would have been a much better scene because it would have been maybe more even dramatic. Well, that the the the, the lullaby music actually put me to sleep, and <laughs> that is one thing I guess I got out of the movie. Like after I left, is I was like, oh, that lullaby music works pretty good. Um, and and so I put it on for the kids at night when they were going to bed. I'm like, play the Dumbo, play the Dumbo lullaby music, whatever that was. Did they fall asleep? <laughs> I don't. I don't think it worked on them. It worked on me though. I did sleep for about ten minutes during the movie. Okay, I think so I just got bored. Did. So overall, like you guys just hated the movie, basically. <laughs> no, no, I didn't, I didn't hate, it. hate it, but it was it was nothing to get excited about. Also.
So like Seth and I were, let me ask you, Andy, because Seth and I couldn't quite remember exactly. In the first Dumbo, like the old cartoon, what was it that made him fly? The feather with the mouse. Yeah, like he had to hold a feather before he, was it that he had to hold a feather to believe he could fly? I, that's what I remember. That's what first came to my mind. Yeah, because yeah, they, think... they had the same kind of, like he had to have a feather to fly, but it wasn't, it wasn't that he had to be holding it to believe he could fly. It was more like if he snorts it up his trunk, it'd make him sneeze, then he could fly. It was, I don't know. I was so confused about, I because I was expecting it to be like the first Dumbo and it, it was more nebulous about how the feather helped him fly or not. I didn't get it. Was there a mouse in it? No. Oh, they had some was in it? cages. Remember when Dumbo was a baby, the, the little girl brought over like a mouse cage with some mice in there from oh. Dickie Moon Company. But it wasn't like a character in the movie. No. No. Yeah, so the Dumbo's feather is a good allegory for like, I don't know, believing, believing in something, putting false belief in something maybe. Like, I, um, I don't know what it means exactly. But Why do you say false belief? Because couldn't he really fly? When he believed Cause, in it? Because Dumbo could fly without the feather, but he he believed that he needed the feather to fly. Oh. And even in this movie, they were like in a crisis where the building was burning down and he wouldn't fly because he didn't have his feather. And everybody's like, you don't need the feather to fly. And he's, But he had to find the feather before he would fly. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, it's symbolism for addiction, Andy. <laughs> for addiction? <laughs> what What is it? What What is a symbolism for, though? I don't it, know. It's something. I mean, there's definitely um, an allegory there. I'm, I'm not sure how it applies. Like how we all, we, we probably all have our own version of Dumbo's feather, but I don't know. Yeah. What is our Dumbo feather? Is it my hair? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's the only thing I, you know, that's the, uh, what I, well, I remember when I lost my hair, I thought I was ugly. And then my uncle said, I look like a supermodel that was bald. And then all of a sudden I thought I was handsome. <laughs> yep. So like, it's just all about the way you think, you know, it's like the, I feel pretty. Yeah. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. <laughs> so the, in this movie, there was this, um, one of the main characters, um, her name was what? Nico Parkin. She played Millie. She's a little girl, looks about close to 10 years old and she's in the previews mm-hmm. and her dialogue was, it was so weird because because she she didn't speak like a child. She spoke like this wise adult, and it just seemed so out of place. <laughs> yeah, and she was almost prophetic yeah. in some of the things she said, and like she had this depth of wisdom about life lessons. And I don't know, it just and it she, didn't ring true. Because I have a little, little girl. I have a little daughter not far from the age, and kids don't talk like that. <laughs> yeah, unless it's like Jesus from the Bible. Oh yeah, well, well at yeah, least maybe. Jesus was in his thirties. You know, it's just when a uh, well, I meant when Jesus was a kid at the temple. Didn't oh, he, like, that's true. Yeah, when he's teaching the doctors Te- in the temple. Teaching everyone at the temple. So but yeah, n- more, more normal people that aren't like part immortal don't speak that way as a child. Well, I'm kind of confused <laughs> by what? Do you, what? Part immortal? Like superheroes? Are you talking about Jesus? Well, Jesus was, par- wasn't oh. he like part immortal? No, it's just like she's... It was just like she's this little girl and she's speaking like this wise adult. And so it just it just took me out of seeing her as a little girl and it saw me, it had me seeing her as reading lines that some adult wrote for her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was impressed with the CGI of Dumbo. It, it looked like his ears were really carrying his weight. And when he fly, he flew with his ears, it was credible looking. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, it was. That was actually a cool part. Well, like when he jumped off and started flying. Yeah. He would like flap his ears like a bird and you could see the weight of his body, which is not typical of CGI. So yeah. I thought that was pretty good. 
Okay, now we're going to move on to movies opening this week. There were two movies out in wide release this week. One was Shazam. You have bullet immunity! I'm bulletproof. <laughs> You're dead. Sorry about your window! Have a good night. You're welcome for not getting robbed! Oh, hey, what's up? I'm a superhero. I just played a clip from the trailer for Shazam. It's 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think all of us have seen this, right? Yes. Yeah. I okay, loved guys, it. So why don't you tell me what you think? I loved it. I I invited my little brother to go see it. Um, he hates uh, superhero movies. Yeah. But he was going to the gym, so I went alone. And after, I told him what I had seen, and he sent me an emoji of a guy vomiting because he hates like superhero movies. But I, I was like... I was like, Michael, I don't like superhero movies, but this was made in a fresh way. Like it was totally different than most. Yeah, of the it didn't take itself movies. too seriously. Yeah, it it, yeah, it was fun. And I almost took it more seriously because it didn't take itself so seriously. If that makes sense, it's it's almost like a superhero parody, isn't it? Like it's it's not really the story of a superhero. It's really just a parody of superheroes, almost. Well, yeah, it's I don't know a parody, but. I I really liked this movie. It was way better than its preview. But it was it was like a super this is the this is what would happen if superheroes were real. Cuz they were fans of superheroes in the movie. They're, they're just normal kids. Then suddenly yeah. they find out, "Wait, you have powers. You are one." And so it <laughs> yeah. felt like almost like in a Goonies way where they're just kids exploring the world and they yeah. figure this out. Like the part in the uh, the part when they discover that he can get shot by bullets. And the <laughs> yeah. guy, the little kid, his little, cr- his little pull- friend pulls out his camera and is filming right by. Okay, shoot him in the face now. Yeah. That part it's was like, so wait, funny. We just tested your suit. We need to test your face. Like, yeah, okay. There's no like safety concern with all the tests. Like, let's see if you're immune to fire. Let's just dump gasoline all over and light it, and then we'll know. Yeah, and it was cool how the the Shazam superhero himself, he wasn't like this super confident superhero. He was just this kid who suddenly had powers. Like, there's the part where he's like, oh, let's test a baseball bat. And he like swings a baseball bat across his chest. And if you notice uh, the Shazam character, he like totally flinches when it happens. And, you know, of course the bat like bursts away. But it was just... It was like that the entire time where he didn't totally believe it. He was just, oh, I, I guess I am bulletproof. Or yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess it wasn't me, but like, like, it might hurt. It wasn't like this unlimited confidence that Superman and Batman had. Yeah, Batman like, would Superman never would flinch. never flinch. He would just puff out his chest even more. I yeah, thought... Did you, Go ahead, Ben. Oh, I was just going to say, I saw an interview with, it's Zachary Levi, who's the yeah. older. Shazam oh, did you know character. that he kissed Yvonne Stravowski? He has kissed Yvonne Stravowski. Did you Stravowski. know that? No. I think that's important for you to know. Up. He kissed Yvonne Stravowski. <laughs> yes, Yvonne Stravowski okay. is also. Now that we got that okay. out of the way. She's so. I just saw an interview with him, and I think in real life he looks much better than the Shazam character did. The Shazam character has got like black hair, but in real life he's like, <laughs> he's got like the salt and pepper going on. Oh yeah, I think his his real look would have worked better than the Shazam character, like how they like his hair and makeup. Yeah, maybe. I and mean, I'm he, he he had, yeah, me too. <laughs> he had to pass as a kid though. Kind of. I thought the the funniest scene was when the the evil guy's like, "How old are you?" He's like, "Basically 15. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he reminds the way they did his hair and makeup reminded me just a little too much of Andrew Bernard from The Office. Just oh, his funny. look was just a little bit too similar, and so I it kept seemed like he, yeah, it almost seemed like he was like a shined up salesman, door to door salesman look. 
It was really weird because uh, I know him in in the what was that show with Yvonne Stravowski that I used to watch? <laughs> Good Luck Chuck or something. It Should we just Chuck? talk about her and Chuck? <laughs> no, in Chuck he, he looks more like raw and real. This one he looks like he's going on to a, a pre, he's going on to they've just put makeup on him and he's going on to like Fox News or something. Well, in real life, his stature is very similar to when he's wearing the suit. Hmm. Super tall, broad shoulders. I mean, he's not quite yeah. that bulky. Hmm. But his face was like, they had to have makeup on his face or something. Oh, anyway. I'm sure they did. The, and the other funny thing was, I guess we should start out with the premise of the movie. It's a kid that's, um, he's an orphan, right? Not an orphan. He's yeah, what, he what? Is, he's a foster kid. Foster kid. And, and they he ends up running away from all these foster homes. And finally, he gets put into this foster home that's basically the dream of all foster homes. Don't yeah. you guys think? Yeah, yeah. Why? It's like with Why foster be parents dream? that... Because the parents were really cool? Yeah, the parents really cared a lot. They weren't just doing it for the money. They and loved them. The kids were all... You could tell that they all loved each other. They had all been successful. Like the oldest daughter was going to college. And and they and the they, there was a unit, unity of love. A unit, how do you say that? Unanimity of love? <laughs> I don't even know how to say that Unan, word. Unanimity? Yeah, unanimity. <laughs> now I can't say that word. <laughs> it just sounds unanimity. wrong. Unanimity. But he was seeking so much for a family... And he goes to this foster family that you have this big Polynesian dad and this cute Latino American mom. And they're they're just totally hip and love, love all the kids, you know, like they're their own kids. And yeah, it seems like little, an awesome family. Yeah. And in some ways, I was thinking about it because he does get those superpowers that he miraculously gets. And we'll get into that. But what what was more like what was better? For, do you think he appreciated the family more or the superpowers more? I was thinking about that. I, maybe that's yeah there was an interesting arc for his character because there were the bullies at school and there's this question like if you like what would you do if you had the powers would you be like a bully because he he was accused by his friend of just becoming no better than those bullies at school you know once he had the powers but I didn't think that I don't think he was a bully was he well that was kind of the arc he went through like remember when I don't want to spoil it but I'll, I'll save it I'll save it okay yeah I I kind of know what you mean I didn't see him as a bully but he was like a kid where he got superpowers, but he couldn't he couldn't really capitalize on it. He thought, Oh, I can like go pose with strangers and they might give me a couple bucks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> his his vision his vision was very like low. Like he yeah. could have been doing a lot of more majestic things and he was just like Yeah. Dress it was like he was a Vegas street panhandler yeah. trying to get money. Yeah. It's like an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like he had a real goal or a mission. He was just had these powers. And he got a little bit of revenge on the the bullies. I thought Destroy it was so it. funny when they're like, oh, let's buy some beer. And he walks in the convenience store like, I would like to buy some beer. He's He asked in a way he was asking her permission. <laughs> I would like to buy your finest can of beer. Please. Yeah, what's your... I'd like to purchase some of your finest beer, please. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, it's back in the fridge. Go get it. <laughs> she just like, points okay. like, he's like, are you really? an idiot? <laughs> but you knew there was something suspicious because he did that. Either that or he was on high on drugs. <laughs> It was just so funny. It, uh, this movie was a lot like, of course, it reminds me a lot of Big because it's the same concept where yeah. a little kid grows up overnight. Did you see the homage to Big with the um, keyboard? Yeah. Yes. That was funny. <laughs> yeah. I thought, but I what, wondered if they were going to play a full song. But he just they didn't let you. It was pretty brief. Huh? It didn't let you get too nostalgic on the Big homage because he, they start touching it and all of a sudden he punches him in the face and he flies <laughs> through the wall. Yeah. So it didn't give you much chance. You know, like so many superhero movies, the villains 
are so much so much more advanced and so much more of a threat than the than the hero could ever be like in this one the the villain is just toying with him he was like super interesting i kept getting distracted because to me he looked like uh jeff bezos i don't know why i kept thinking like <laughs> is jeff bezos <laughs> The billionaire? Yeah. He, uh, you know, the head of um, Amazon? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I thought that as a villain, first of all, those those creatures that he could like, I guess those were those seven sins or something. Those were really, cre- those were really scary. I thought those were almost too scary for my, my kid, like my youngest kids. Um, yeah. For, I took my six-year-old. Well, and, when you said they were almost too scary, were they too scary? Did they? She get- said they weren't, but I was like, oh, this, I was like, kind of like pulling her by me and trying to cover her eyes a little bit. She's like, I'm not scared. I'm not scared, dad. But I, I feel like that's something that she was only saying because she was maybe a little bit scared. Yeah. Um, and what this movie did do something that I am, I feel like is kind of lazy that all the superhero movies do, which is the, the hero fights just an evil version of themselves. Um, going all the way back to Iron Man and then, you know, Ant-Man. Oh, that's interesting. Black Panther. Like it's just, it's almost a trope, but all, all origin stories, they just fight a bad version of themselves. Explain which, how he was a bad version of himself. I'm... Well, they even say it in the movie. They're like, he's the same as you. He has all the powers that you do. You can't beat him. Like he, he could fly. He could zap. He, he was like the same. He had the same powers. He was just an evil version. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's not like, like it wasn't, for example, what if the guy he was fighting against was more like a Hulk or what if he was more like an Iron Man or what if he was like Lex Luthor? He wasn't, he was just a bad version of Shazam. That's all he was. Yep. Yep. Um, which is fine. I mean, it was still a great movie. I just, sometimes the villains really make the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. I thought I thought the villain in this one was decent, but it would have oh, been cool to here. have something more dynamic. Well, he was I, like truly scary, especially when he goes to confront his dad. That know, was a that freaky meeting. part. <laughs> Wasn't that freaky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he throws his brother out the window. Well, that's when like it got. I think that would have been scary for kids that with the monsters and yeah. That's can what you I'm imagine they're about. just having yeah. a meeting and this guy comes in and you're like get out of here, bozo! Like we're you yeah. know. And then he locks the doors and monsters come out. <clears throat> okay, should we uh, should we go into spoilers or do you yeah, want to Yeah, I about... think we really need to get into spoilers to talk about it. But what's your overall okay. like on this movie? One ca- one character we didn't talk about that I think's really important, it was the cripple kid. We didn't mention that he was crippled, had a really good sense of humor, was lives was basically his br- adopted foster brother. Yeah, in many and ways he, he was the main character. I think he w- and yeah, yeah, I agree with that. What did you guys think of his character? I don't think it would have. He was. Do you great. think it would have been as good without him? No, not at all. He, he was a good. Foil. Like you know what he did. He had this role where he carried the movie. You think about. Uh, you ever watch SNL with Keenan Thompson? Yeah. He has this ability to make others shine more. Just the way he interacts with them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the brother did. What's his name? I can't think of his name, but he 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 was crippled of some sort. Yeah, he, he? he like he had crutches. He was just such a. He felt like a kid I was friends with in junior high. That's what he felt like. Was it okay? There's was his name Freddie Freeman or Billy Batson? Freddie Freeman must have been him. Jack Dylan Grazer. Because Batson was the boy, I think, the main character. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's Jack Dylan Grazer was the. Oh yeah, and his name is Freddie. In the in the movie, and, and when you first meet him, he has such a good sense of humor. I, I don't know if you guys <laughs> oh, remember. <yeah>. That. <laughs> 
<laughs> he says like three or four jokes off the bat. Like, so, and that's in the preview. It gets real Game of Thrones in here. <laughs> like, he, they put on the kid a nice just front. walks into his new foster home. He's like, "Good luck surviving." <laughs> you know, like, he's trying to scare him right as he walks in. I thought that was he so was funny. a good he. So I thought the adult Shazam Zachary Levi was was pretty um, charismatic as well. But they had good chemistry. Zachary Levi and then um, Jack Grazer's character, like in the in the scene there at the realtor's office are like i would like a lair please a lair yes if you have a location like on a cliff like a castle-esque type thing overlooking some water overlooking some water splashing on rocks and stuff then we will take that <laughs> and they're like she's like a lair yeah that was yeah, really like a funny kid, you know, overlooking water they're like yeah they're describing batman's lair you know like a waterfall <laughs> and then we can like drive through <laughs> and she's like how many rooms and one of them says seven and at the same time the other one says one <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, he, yeah, he was like, he brought out the, he was kind of like the audience's, um, view for like being excited about a superhero. He's like, right. He's the one doing all the tests and stuff. And he's like, you have bullet immunity. Like he's like getting excited about everything. He, he brought out the child and everyone. I yeah. think <laughs> like the teenager, the curious teenager. Yeah. And he was a good foil for, for Shazam because it wasn't one of the, am I, maybe I'm misremembering this cause this wasn't a book I've been reading recently too, but wasn't one of his principles to defend those who can't defend themselves. Was that one of Shazam's things? Oh, gee, I don't know. Did he? I don't remember. I don't remember because, him talking about his goals. Because that's what happened right before he got his power, and then that was kind of his character arc too. Is is learning how to use his power responsibly and altruistically, and not just getting five dollars for selfies with people. Yeah, the part that right before he got his powers, he did something that was really noble, but it wasn't. It was only noble because someone made fun of his mom and it hit home. And so he grabs the cane and starts beating up the bullies that yeah. are picking on his friend, his foster brother, right? And then right after that, is that what you're saying, Seth? He helped someone and then he got his power? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then and then there was a there was some tension in the movie between um, Shazam and then that that Jack Grazer character, his his friend, the other foster kid, where they where he's disappointing him by like not showing up for lunch and stuff. Yeah. And that was so heartbreaking because you can just picture being that like nerdy kid in uh, middle school wanting the superhero to show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was well, we we're gonna have to get the spoilers, but <laughs> when they're talking to the security guard and they're like, Hey, what are you doing in the hall? Oh, I'm leaving. You can't leave without an adult super what what does he say? Yeah. Something like a responsible adult and then he's like, Oh, let me see. He goes behind the co- corner and comes back. Hi, I'm a I'm a supervising adult. How can I help you? <laughs> but they they used this he used this phrase right before he changed into the Shazam that was like like I'm going to the work office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he yeah. when he Shazam comes in like, oh, and yeah, then he just, I just got here from the work office. <laughs> yeah, he, I just got here from the work. So he's using the same phraseology that he had used as a as a dumb teenager. Okay, uh, so let's go to spoilers now. We just finished the non-spoiler section for Shazam, um, and the rest of this conversation will be moved to the end of the podcast for the spoiler section. I did catch up with Five Feet Apart, but um, it's it's like timed out of our list. It's not on the top box office anymore. Well, it's not new anyway to the top box office. But do you want to do um, th- that's still number five in the 
top ten. That's ironic. Five feet apart is five. Well, Number yeah. Five I mean, let's. The... I mean, we can just talk about it real quick. There's not. It's not like there are like too much to talk about. Six feet apart at all times. You both know the rules. Let me guess. You're the kind of guy that ignores the rules because it makes you feel in control. Am I right? You're not wrong. You think that's cute? Do you think it's cute? There's no room in I just played a clip from the trailer for Five Feet Apart. I thought this was a pretty good, fun romance. It was nothing like, it wasn't excellent, but I, I had moderate amount of fun watching it. It seemed like more like a, a teenager, um, like would be the demographic for this. But I, I like seeing, um, what's his name? Coleslaw? Coleslaw? <laughs> Coleslaw? <laughs> um, I like seeing Sprouse? him growing up. He's from the, Spruce? yeah, Cole Sprouse. That's it, Cole Sprouse. I had a teacher in college with her name, her, her name was Dr. Dr. Beatty, and I was just like, I did, wasn't even thinking. I was like, Master Beatty. <laughs> She's like, don't say that. I bet she'd heard that I, joke. I didn't even mean to, though. That was the thing. So it was cool to see him grown up. He's actually really good looking because I'd seen him as a little kid on the Disney Channel. Oh. And um, the girl in this, I can't remember her name. I don't know her from Amy anything else, but I thought. Lou Richardson. There you go. Yeah. I, re- I thought she was a great lead, and I thought they had good chemistry. Right. And it was it's pretty predictable, you know. They they did end up getting to five feet apart, believe it or not. <laughs> um, yep. I didn't see that. Coming. Yeah, somewhat predictable storyline. <laughs> did it they kiss? Okay, Andy. we can't get into. We can't tell you that without getting into spoilers. Yeah, Andy. Oh. I mean, we're not going to ruin I this say... movie that is going to be a classic for decades to come. <laughs> it's like the Notebook. <laughs> they actually. I don't know if this is spoiling or not, but they actually <laughs> technically. Yeah, Andy. So you know that. But not in a. Maybe yeah, somebody slips. Maybe they're walking okay, around just, in the dark and they happen to bump into each other. <laughs> we just spoiled some of it. I don't know. I'll have to beep that out or something. <laughs> anyway, I thought they had good chemistry. I I thought it was pretty touching. I thought um, Cole it, was just. I loved watching Cole. He was like this fully authentic person in the situation, dealing with you know this disease that could kill him, and tr- trying to. I don't know you could you could see him dealing with that. I thought it was great. Yeah, and it had it had that Romeo and Juliet message where it's like we I, we already discussed this. When I saw the concept, I was like, oh, this is interesting. You know, like right. if you fall in love with somebody, but kissing them would kill you. What do you do? What do you do? Oh, is that what good kissing really kill them? I didn't know that. Yeah, if yeah. they if they get bacteria or something from others who have the disease, it can be fatal. And that was like so, Seth. You if you say that in a sentence, like, oh yeah, it would be hard not to be able to like physically be with someone but to see it on screen and all the situations it it really carried a lot of weight you know i really felt for him in that situation and it felt like they yeah were, they, you know like they could see this life they wanted to have and it was just out of reach right yeah exactly wait wait can you repeat that ben because that's my whole life <laughs> <laughs> You know what's interesting about the movie? I I walked out of it thinking that was thinking that was a movie for teenage girls. That was yeah, like not for me. But it was. I was so annoyed by the um, Stella. She's the main character. I was so annoyed by her character because she was just like bossing everybody around. She goes up to to Will and says, "Well." I can't do my treatment because I don't think you're doing yours all the way. And so I'm going to put you on a schedule and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She was a little bit (laughs) high stress personality. Yeah. Yeah. She was all up in his business, all bossy with him. Although it seemed like that might've just been an excuse to like be around him or something. Um, maybe I cannot count how many times I rolled my eyes in this movie. 
<laughs> it was really so much. Yeah, you were saying that you were like you were rolling your eyes like the entire movie before we started the podcast. Oh, okay, so we didn't even say, but this is fifty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, what did you, so Ben? What would your recommendation be? Because I th- I thought it was a pretty solid rom com. Like it would be a good date date night movie. A yeah. date night movie if you just made out the whole movie. <laughs> That's pretty much what everybody in the theater I went to was doing. They looked like they were all 17, 18. And making and out. And they were all like, I didn't seem to be making out, but they were like. Cuddling. Yeah, totally cuddling. Touching hands. And they were all paired up. Aww. Well, yeah. if you think how they, this couple in the movie interacted together, they, I mean, they were teenagers. And I think, I think that's appealing to other teenagers, like, like their love story. And it's like, to me, it just felt like, it just felt like this shows for, this movie is for teenagers, teenage girls. And like, like a lot of the, a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the lines were just so cheesy. I was telling you after the movie, I did a, I did a search on Twitter for like about the movie to see what people are saying. And people were quoting the scene saying, you know, when he said this to her, I really felt like that was just amazing. That spoke to me. They were saying like, that's the best part of the movie. I thought that was the worst part of the movie. I was rolling my eyes so bad. I wanted to leave. What did he say? What did he say? He said something like, what are you going to spoil it? No, he he said something okay. like, "I have to walk away now, but close your eyes because I can't bear the thought of you watching me walk away." I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is so dumb. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Well, that does kind of remind me, Ben. When I was studying Shakespeare as an English major in college, oh, one, you have to one, one of the now. students says, "Well, I, I I don't really like Shakespeare because it's so full of cliches." Okay. Wait, say that again. I, I lost. <laughs> one of the students was like, "Shakespeare is full of cliches." <laughs> And it's really true because Shakespeare was so like so influential that everything he wrote became kind of cliche. cliche. People, yeah. yeah, like a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. You know, that's totally cliche. So they're, they're blaming Shakespeare yeah, wrote the trailblazer for <laughs> the trail being Right, out. right. Yeah, that's exactly. Like, that's like saying. That's yeah. interesting. I mean, they, but that is accurate. That is accurate. Shakespeare is full of cliches, but they just weren't cliches when he wrote them. When they wrote it, he was fresh. Yeah, they were groundbreaking. Like, so basically what I'm saying, Ben, is this movie is just like Shakespeare. Do you think Shakespeare was an alien? Like, what do you mean it's like Shakespeare? I, I like The parts you rolled your eyes at, Ben, were they were so deep and meaningful, just like Shakespeare's plays okay. are full of cliches. So I, maybe, I gotcha. ben, because I've heard Maybe. it so much, it's just a cheesy line. <laughs> yeah, you don't appreciate beauty when you hear it now because you've just been corrupted by the world. <laughs> well, I, I wonder about that. Well, there were just, I mean, not like that's... Like, do you like sunsets? <laughs> no, I hate sunsets. Kitty? I hate like walks kittens? on the beach. I hate good movies. <laughs> and kittens. Do you like kittens? <laughs> Keep talking. Well, okay, this, um, I mean, this movie dealt with some... You know, some tough topics, you know, dealing with death and these, the characters are facing death and that was portrayed really well. But I hated how um, Stella, she's the main girl character. I hated how she acted at the end because she suddenly, everything lines up. She gets what she wants and she's acting like, I don't know. She's like letting it go by or something. I I didn't. Oh yeah. Do we need to go to spoilers? It sounds like we do. Maybe. Yeah. Let's just go to spoilers. Okay. Before, before spoilers, I just want to say one thing. I did. I did think this movie did a good job of illustrating cystic fibrosis. Like I had no idea what went on and they showed you some ugly stuff. Like they put on these vibrating vests that made them cough up all this phlegm. And it was really gross watching her like cough it up and spit it out. But it was, um, it was a, 
uh, informative depiction of it. Like you, like I had no idea about this disease. I had no clue. So it was kind of cool to see that. That's all I wanted to say before spoilers. So, okay. So the rest of this conversation will be moved to the end of the podcast for the spoiler section. Now let's talk about movies opening this week. We actually, we already did talk about Shazam. Yep. We took a, a tangent to talk about five feet apart. And the only other movie opening this week was Pet Cemetery. In the woods today, L.A. discovered a charming little landmark. The Pet Cemetery. Place to bury our pets and remember them. Might seem scary, but it's not. Perfectly natural. Just like dying is natural. I just played a clip from the trailer for Pet Cemetery remake from the 1989 film. Looks really fun. Another horror movie. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I saw uh, it. Seth and I w- are going to go see it together. We we he was out of town, and we both get yeah. really nervous. If we don't watch. It together. <laughs> we both get scared if we're not so, together because we go to movies and we hold hands <laughs> and like we just like cuddle up against each other the whole time. Okay, you guys. But ben, do you want to give us a tease of this movie? So I'm not gonna. I'll just, let me just say a couple things real quick because you guys haven't seen it, and I guess don't we'll talk about it. it next week. <laughs> yeah. So I wish I had not seen the preview because the preview. Some versions of the preview give away plot points. Okay. This movie was so scary. I was freaking out. Oh, I can't wait. I I cannot wait. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes. So it was two types of scary. It was like creepy scary where like, like, holy cow, I can't believe this is happening. And then there's like the, the boo jump out and startle you scary. So there were so many scenes where like, I had to like cover my eyes, like not look at the screen, like. Oh my goodness. Halfway through, well, first it was just like startling scary. And then halfway through it turns into like creepy scary where I was like, I was freaking out. I wanted to, I wanted to leave so bad. I couldn't handle it. Really? Yeah. I was so, Oh, I was so so, scared. So legit. I, I was nervous to go alone that was I had reason to be well there was the thing like was, I was really scared but I was reading people's impressions of it and people are saying oh that was so dumb wasn't even scary like what like how can you say that wasn't scary <laughs> sounds like something sounds like something Jensen Poor would have said uh, yeah huh? all the all the tough guys so I wasn't scared to me this it's like all these scary movies I do not enjoy scary movies and I was freaking you out. don't oh okay I don't know if I do either I'm just I'm excited Excited to see something new for some reason. Ben, do you did you see the original, the 1989 version? No, I never did. I didn't either. I didn't either. So this is rated R. Is there um is there any gore in it or like what is the R rating for? Um, there's there's blood. Yeah, there's blood and gore. I mean, it's just oh my goodness. <laughs> so oh so creepy, you guys. Okay, so on IMDb Parents Guide it says uh, there's severe violence and gore, and then also severe frightening and intense scenes. So I, it's mainly just too scary is that basically it yeah and gory yeah it's yep it's scary and intense is it good to watch if you're going to be home alone yeah Uh, (laughs) what you want to do make sure you're home alone in the dark and you want to make make it so like there are a lot of noises going around on outside so after you go to bed you can like hear noises and wonder what they are yeah like chainsaws and things like that <laughs> uh it's 61 percent on rotten tomatoes we'll do a deep, deep dive spoiler review next week okay is that okay ben if we move on or did yeah, you have more yeah to that's say? good okay so next what were you gonna say i was gonna say i saw two more movies this week okay i don't know if you want guys saw them or talked want to talk about them the first is hotel mumbai terrorists have laid siege to the landmark Taj. 
as many as a thousand guests and over 500 staff trapped inside. We should try to gather whoever we can. Many of you have families at home. There is no shame in leaving. I've been here 35 years. This is my home. I think it's number 11 right now. Yes, that is number, I think it's number eight. Last weekend it was number eight. Yeah, why don't you give us a summary of that one? So I saw, I'm trying to look right now what it got on Rotten Tomatoes. 75% right now. Really? Oh my God. I don't get it. Because you know, the, you know the premise. It's based on actual events of a terrorist attack on this hotel, Mumbai. In so, do you think it should have been higher? Or it's event? a ta- Taj Hotel. So I don't. It's the Taj Hotel in this. It's Mumbai is the city. I okay. think I got that right. I remember when that happened. It was like horrific. Like these guys had machine guns, and it was like in a mall or something. Yeah, they there was a coordinated terrorist attack over like a dozen cities all at the same time, and so this movie focused on just this one where a group of guys go in this hotel and they're just going room to room executing people and like I don't know that's not entertainment to me <laughs> no it was... oh so you would have given it a lower rating than 75% oh, I hated it so bad like I hated this movie oh interesting so bad. well the audience score is even higher it's one thing to see 82%. fight scenes these there's just terrorists going in with machine guns and just mowing people down then they go in the next room mow people down then they go in the next room mow people oh, down I yeah I do not want to see that so yeah I mean the the movie it really showed how how great the staff was and their and how well they they tried to like help everyone and just their character and so you know that that was pretty cool at least but oh my goodness it was I mean that's not entertainment to me <laughs> yeah I agree stuff. like that can trigger me a little bit you know after the shootings in Las Vegas um, and just, like the shootings nationwide, but the one in Las Vegas really hit home with me. I don't, Oh yeah. yeah it's just like, that's too, it's too close to home. So you successfully talked me out of it, Ben. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't understand the ratings maybe because at the end of like the, it sh- kind of made heroes out of certain people show they a great character but yeah i don't get those ratings like how how can you go in there and say oh yeah that's awesome everyone should see it like oh my goodness so so i saw that and then i saw um pet cemetery right after i'm like oh my goodness this is like the, <laughs> the worst movie night ever you just had to numb yourself yeah a lot of death so you didn't you don't you don't recommend uh, pet cemetery either well it's not my genre okay i mean for what it was they did a great job it was scary and creepy but like i don't enjoy being creeped out like that for extended periods of time you know yeah i loved it i loved it when i was like early 20s but i don't know like i mean there's something that happens in there that you know as a parent that was really hard to watch um but i don't have the stomach like i used to yeah i agree i, I don't want to see it okay what else did you see besides hotel mumbai um pet cemetery in, oh in the aftermath Oh, okay. I wanted to see that, but... Oh, you didn't see it yet? No, we can't even find a place that it's playing. Like, it's not even... I can't find anywhere that it's playing. Yeah, it seemed like it's still it's still in select theaters, but it's it was released, I think, mid-March, like March 15th, but it's still select theaters. That's the one. It's a post-World War II. Um, they're in Britain. It's Kira Knightley is one of the main characters. And then uh, Jason... Is it Jason Clark? He's the same character in Pet Cemetery, the main character. Oh. Post-World War to it was a maybe we should wait to talk about it. it's not it's it's interesting you know it's so dumb about it the only the, my strongest memory about this movie is that it was so cold because they're in or they're in germany post world war ii and they're like part of the the british british are occupying i guess keeping order but it's the winter and so you see all these winter scenes in the theater i was in was super super cold and i didn't have a jacket or anything i was freezing watching the winter scene 
Oh, yeah. But that's one. Um, it's not. It didn't get good reviews, but I thought it was. I thought it was decent. I thought it was a cool story, and just that that time in our history, I think, is really fascinating. But it wasn't a. It wasn't really a. Did it capture you with the story? Was it intense? Uh, yes. Like I'm. I'm barely saying anything because I think we'll talk about it in like a month or so. But okay. this is one I'd recommend seeing. I I thought it was good. Karen Knightley is her. You know, she plays these really deep roles where something about her, like she's so attractive, she just she's just captivating when she's on screen but she's yeah. also like she's like you always feel like like you never lose you never have this like you never lose the suspension of disbelief you know some mm-hmm. characters that you like you recognize them from other movies like oh okay they're just acting like, oh yeah i never get that with her yeah she's she's so pretty she doesn't even have to know how to act she can literally just stand there and she's captivating well she, <laughs> physically but she doesn't though i mean she's 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 such a she great actress. In. It's, it's. I don't know. I was, I was watching that thing, and how is she like so captivating all the time, but so believable? Like her expressions, and and so she's. She kind of gets herself into a little bit of a love triangle in the movie. You know what's interesting about this, Ben? We were talking about Gloria Bell last week. Gloria Bell, critics loved it, and audiences didn't. Yeah. Um, I think it, I said there was a 50-point spread between the audience score and the and the critic score. This one also has a 50-point spread, but it's the reverse. Oh, uh, interesting. Critics hated it. It's at 25% by critics, but the audience score is 75%. So, wow. I don't know what that means, but it it is interesting when the critics don't agree yeah. with like the audience. And also the beach bum, there is a wide like people love it or people hate it. I really mm. enjoyed it, but I can see why people would hate it, you know. <laughs> I wonder if this the aftermath is going to expand to wide release. You think it would just think, because the star power in it. Yeah, yeah. And apparently I think it is like out, it. Seth. Um let me just I'm going to see if I can get if I could get tickets to it right now. Oh, aftermath. Um yeah, I I mean like oh, it's a Jordan Commons tomorrow. Okay. Oh, you're right. Uh, it's only one It's like it would be at least a half hour drive, but it we could we could see it. It would just take some effort. But it's not out very many theaters. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was weird. It's still limited. So I wonder release. how. But wonder if how you guys, instead of this, you should see Beach Bum instead of the afternoon. Okay, I want to see them both. That's my vote for actually, you guys. But okay, okay, Beach Bum instead. Well, if you have to right. pick, pick one between the two. Yeah. Okay. Really? Well, yeah, Beach Bum is fun. Okay, and that is. Uh, a tease of the aftermath starring Kara Knightley. Okay, let's talk about movies coming out next week. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> first do it. is Hellboy. Out of the ashes, now. new Eden will emerge. Okay, I'd appreciate a prophecy with more relatable stakes. How about we got to be saving the world or something? Yeah. Okay, come on. Let's get your game face on. Yeah, come on, let's do this. Okay, I just played a clip for the trailer for Hellboy. Looks pretty hokey and pretty dumb. Um, it stars the guy from Stranger Things, the like the sheriff guy with the beard that's like takes in Eleven, the the girl. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to have a bad attitude, but I have like negative a thousand desire to see Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wonder if it'll be like. There's four. There's just so many new movies out right now. A lot of them aren't hitting the top 10. I wonder if this one will That's hit the top 10. It, it, when I feel that way, it's probably one I should go see to challenge my... <laughs> well, the preview... Maybe. Yeah, it doesn't look that good. 
Okay, and that is Hellboy. <laughs> oh, by the way, Hellboy, if you don't know, he's like a superhero that's, I don't know. From hell. Can somebody, <laughs> right. let me, sorry, I'm going to look it up. I mean, I'm going to look up the summary just from IMDb so that we're not, so that we're giving it like something. Okay, based on the graphic novels by Mike Mignola, Hellboy, caught between the worlds of supernatural and human battles an ancient sorceress bent on revenge. Uh, so, yeah, it looks, it, it, he's like an evil hero guy. I don't know. This looks like a really niche audience that would enjoy this. Well, Kate, wasn't there one with Adam Sandler like 15 years ago or something? What? I don't know. There was a Hellboy, but I don't know about Adam Sandler. I feel like I've seen Adam Sandler in like He's like, or is it Little Nicky? He's like Satan's, I don't know, assistant oh. or something. Okay, well, there's a Hellboy from 2004 um, and 2008. So, yeah, there's an older, there's older Hellboys. Um, and, and this one's with a different actor. So Okay, I was thinking of Little Nicky. Yeah, I never saw the previous Hellboy. It just, they just look so dumb. He's like his, well, for example, his coloring. He's way too red to be a real character. He looks like... <laughs> cartoon colored he looks like thanos to me i already said that yeah but he does yeah he... and what other movies come out besides hellboy okay we're gonna move andy wants to move on i agree <laughs> so that's hellboy um was that too passive <laughs> um another movie out next week is missing link i offer you a glimpse of a legendary creature lost in time neither ape nor man but a giant he's had many names Actually, I go by Susan. Su- Susan. Yeah, Susan. That is a girl's name. Yes, that's correct. It suits you. <laughs> I just played a clip from the trailer for Missing Link. It's 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. I hope this movie is like what the preview shows, because it looks like it'll be fun. I'll take the kids and they'll enjoy it. You know, it looks like the comedy was going to be fun and light and they're just going to be goofing around. I think that one does look kind of funny. Yeah, it it looks good. Yeah, I'll take my kids. And that's Missing Link, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, so can't be that bad. Whoa, that's high. Mm -hmm. Okay, another movie out next week is After. Call and text every day. Mom, it's college. It's not a survival course. It'll be fine. Truth or dare. Okay, truth. Are you a virgin? I'll do dare. I dare you to make out with Harden. I'm done playing this game. Oh. I like this girl. Deep question. Who is Harden Scott? I think that it's better if we keep our distance. No, it's, it's based on a 2014 new adult fiction novel with the same name. Oh. Ooh, I don't want to see the trailer. I want to watch it fresh. Oh, do you? Okay. A young woman falls for a guy with a dark secret, and the two embark on a rocky relationship. So my guess is that he ends up being a robot, and she doesn't know. Because in the preview, he doesn't crack a smile. He shows no emotion or anything. Okay. My theory is he's an alien, and she doesn't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's one of those, yeah. Because we know that he has a secret, a dark secret. So My theory is... That he's secretly a football player. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see who wins. So the yeah the movie the movie trait uh, not the like the movie box art. What do you call it? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a picture of it's them the like almost kissing. Know. He's shirtless and she looks like she's wearing just a bra. Yeah. So yeah. I want to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I did not do that. 
<laughs> when Andy gets excited, he makes he makes sex noises. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> My brother does it, and so I I've learned the bad. I, a girl, I it's actually not good to do because I sent a Snapchat. To it's this, pretty crude, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, and girl. it's weird. Women don't like that, huh? That's weird, huh? <laughs> Who would have no, known? I, I don't do it that often. I just occasionally. <laughs> when we were going to get hamburgers like a couple weeks ago, he's like, in and out. <laughs> okay, let's. I don't want this archived in my history. Okay, okay. So that's um, why there was right, no date is, this week. <laughs> that is after. And then we're on the last movie out of like 14 we've covered today. The next mo- the next movie out in wide release next week is called Little. You missed one. <clears throat> what did I miss? Uh, missing Link? Best no, of Enemies. Oh, do you know what? Best of Enemies was last is week? opening this week. It's opening this week. Um, oh, we skipped it. Okay. I did miss it, though. Yeah, I did miss it. Would you look at that crazy white man? Folks in this town when blacks are staying at home schools. I'm here to protect my family. So all the better if you don't get in my way. Well, I'm going to get in your way. We're here trying to understand each other for once and stop fighting. This here does the talking for me. I have a rival. Well, then you ought to know. Know what? Same God made you, made me. Okay, Best of Enemies is is opening this week. I just played a clip from the trailer for Best of Enemies. This looks really good. Have you seen it, Ben? No, I want to. It came out on the okay, 5th, so just a couple days let's ago. Let's do it next week. Yep. So this is this is about school segregation and the Ku Klux Klan, and it's a biopic, right? It's like based on a true story. Yeah, that's how they're selling it. And I only saw six movies this week, and so I... <laughs> You couldn't fit yeah. that one in. It was a, this podcast thing it, it is a getting a little too time consuming. Huh? <laughs> Six movies. I don't know why we didn't see any movies this week when we were together. I thought every night I was like, oh, at 10 o'clock, I'm going to text Ben and be like, let's go see uh, like Pet Cemetery or something. Yeah, or like Apollo 11. I, that was playing. Well, it was, it was a ways away, but we could have gone. I was just so tired. Um, well, anyway, uh, this is about the leader of the Ku Klux Klan uh, becoming fighting with or becoming friends with, um, I guess, some... She's a civil rights woman leader. Civil, oh, civil rights leader. Okay. Uh-huh. Or activist. And she's civil black and activist. he's white. And don't they, don't they end up having a baby together? <laughs> You'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Yep. Everybody's going to be in okay, suspense. Let's all vote on review what next week. the baby's name is going to be. <laughs> Okay, this is so many movies we're covering. Holy cow. Okay, and then next week, the next the next movie out this week in wide release is called Little. Think you're the boss of me? Say one more thing, I dare you. You're too fat for that skirt. Okay, see, I've been looking at you like a little girl, but you a grown-ass woman. We have a BMW situation, black mama whooping. I told you not to test me. Yes, start spanking your kids. Mommy or my mama. Little is that one where she's like this raunchy black girl. She yeah, yeah. she's like a boss like lady. Boss. And yeah. she's bullies everybody. And then a little girl casts a spell on her. Yeah. And says, I wish you were little. So it's like the opposite of big. Yeah. Like it's an adult that becomes little and it looks like it's really funny. I know. It looks so yeah. funny. We got a BMW situation <laughs> over here. A black mama whooping. <laughs> Yeah, the preview uh, had so many funny moments. I hope 
that's it, how the movie that is the whole way through, not just like. I hope that wasn't the highlights of the entire. Right. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll probably have at least three to do spoilers of next week, right? Because there's just so many out. Yeah. So many we have to catch up on, and then four that are out next week. So. Um, so that's it for movies and we want to hear Andy about your dating life. I'm going to, I'm not going to let you down next week. Okay. I've been going to the, I've been going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about girls I want to talk to at the gym. So you're just working up the courage to talk to girls that you see in the gym. Yeah. As soon as I lose <laughs> a little weight. Okay. Maybe uh, right have you seen week. Brooke? Have you seen Brooke Felix? I haven't seen her again. I texted her and said, Hey, we discussed you and your family. No, you didn't. Uh, yeah. Did you really? Yeah, I did. No, I didn't. Oh I'm my not gosh. <laughs> Text her and say, Andy won't stop talking about you. <laughs> oh, I would to, be so embarrassed. He wants to be a homewrecker. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I just She just looks really like fit. She's not single, though, is she? No, she's married. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm guessing happily, but I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah, ask her how I mean, married she is. I'll just ask her, how happily married are you? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, that's it for that's it for this week. So we'll... Oh, uh, let me pull up my script. Sorry, I forgot. Um Okay, this is the end of the spoiler-free section. Thank you for listening to TWIM. The two things you can do that help us the most are subscribing to the podcast and rating the podcast on iTunes. And getting me a date. (laughs) If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Twitter at TWIM underscore weekly. We're now beginning our deep dive discussion portion of the show, which will include spoilers for the following movies. Dumbo, Five Feet Apart, um, Shazam. I think those are the three. Yep. If you don't want to hear spoilers, then stop listening here. However, you might consider staying for the spoilers because some some scientist thinks that it improves your enjoyment of the movie. It's not possible. <laughs> I love you. I love you. There you go. You haven't seen it yet? You're going to love it. Stop spoiling it, you vile woman. Great. Now I know everything. I don't even need to see it anymore. If you're just joining us, we're <laughs> discussing the spoilers for Shazam. Okay, what do we want to talk about in there? There was one thing I wanted to say for spoilers, which was which I I actually already brought it up in the non-spoiler section, but about the character arc of Shazam when he 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 started neglecting his best friend because he got too selfish or too I don't know too prideful and um, he didn't show up to lunch and and that's when. Uh, Jack Grazer's character, his best friend, confronts him, and they argue in front of that bus. And he's like, "You're no better than those bullies at school." And um, that kind of helps his development. Like his, the ultimately the way he's able to unleash the full potential of his power was to to like share it with his brothers and sisters instead of like being selfish. About did you it. see that coming though? When he shares it with his brothers, did you? No, but I loved it. I, I did not see. They that signaled coming. a little bit because there was a there was the scene when he got dragged back to the little room where he got the powers they focused yeah. on the seven seats oh the seven yeah chairs. well they, they made a, the play. camera made a point to like go over them it was fun to see all those kids as adults <laughs> yeah <laughs> with like muscles how how old do you think the average age of each of those was like was there a 30 certain, certain age that they yeah had to 35 be i'll bet because the shazam character in real life is like 37 i think or 38 it, it really this it, it had this odd like he's ben he is 39 he turns 40 in oh no i'm sorry he t- he turns 39 in september so he's 38 the character Zach? zachary levi yeah so he's about our age yeah he's between well he's a little younger than us he's a little younger than me he um 
that whole scene so the premise is that the bad guy the way he got his power was he grabbed the the staff with the original Shazam character <laughs> yeah. I like how he's like gross do you remember that wait wait, wait. explain that that's funny he he goes he when when he's talking to the the old version of Shazam the old black wise the Dumbledore type looking yeah. guy and he's like grab my staff he's like gross <laughs> oh the kid does yeah. did you catch that yeah <laughs> yeah, it, it it was this really like kind of creepy like you have this guy that looks like he could be a, a homeless bum, right? Yeah, and, and he's like, "Touch my staff, and I'm gonna give you power." Yeah. And he's like, uh, "I gotta go home now." So, I'm mean, sorry. That was that was really good. I didn't quite understand what that ball, that glowing ball, was. Was that like just temptation? Was it power okay. and temptation? I didn't get it. Yeah, I. I so my understanding of it, which I don't, this is not informed at all. I'm not, I'm not I don't, this is just kind of a guess. But um, I, th- I thought that the seven sins power was like inside of those, but they needed a champion or a host in order to like, I don't know, in, in order for their power to be, um, to be real. And, and so that's why they were always trying to entice the little boys or anybody that came in the room to like, Grab to take that sphere. Yeah. And then they could be a host for the seven sins. Oh, the the demons were tempting the boys. Yeah, yeah, the demons. And that's why the first guy that becomes the eventual bad guy, he reaches out to grab it or something, and he's like, "You're you have bad intentions. You're a bad boy." Yeah. And he okay. Uh, did, I yeah, I don't know if you, go ahead, Ben. I want I want to hear you. No, I was just gonna part. say when they that's at the beginning of the movie when he's a child and goes in that room. So. Yeah, he like he's reaching for that little ball, and and then all of a sudden there are no, you can't. So I was so confused. Like, okay, I didn't really pick up on what the ball is and what the demons are and the guy with the staff. Like, like why wasn't he? You know, like and why did he fail the test just because? Right. He, it, it didn't he, really explain the situation well to me, at least. So I was I was just left confused on. Like, wait, that was the wrong thing to do? Like, what, you know, what was the right answer? Yeah, it, it seemed like the the old Shazam almost had this this test to find a kid that was pure of heart, but nobody could meet the test and he was never going to find a champion. And so finally he had to just give up and give it to the next available person, which happened to be, you know, that Shazam character. Did, what was interesting for me about this movie is it it reminded me a lot of Mormon, uh, I don't know if it's mythology or like, not mythology, but some doctrine. I, I'll give you an example. Um, so the bad guy is like trying to get Shazam to hold the staff with him and he has to say Shazam so the bad guy will take the powers too, right? But instead, he does that to all his brothers and sisters, and they all become superheroes in their like perfect age in their thirties, mm-hmm. in their prime. Yeah. So a lot. I remember being at my aunt's funeral, and there was like this church leader speaking, and my dad butt dialed me during the funeral, <laughs> right when he was like saying this prayer, and my phone was set to the Violent Femmes song. I hope you know <laughs> that this will come down on your permanent record. <laughs> But after my cousin was like, was that the Violet Femmes at my mom's funeral? He asked oh me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but but uh, the point is the church leader was saying, talking about death and what we're going to look like when, and, th- and this is something that is like Mormon belief that they'll all be, he said that we'll all look like we're in our early thirties, the perfect age. And I, f- I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's what these kids look like. I, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to get religious or anything, but it was just a connection to 
resurrection. Uh, this, yeah, but like, if we're all resurrected, what age are we going to be? Are we going to be resurrected as ninety-four year old, or are we going to be raised as? Do you know what I mean? There's got to be an age where we all stay at that age. And I thought it was interesting that the superheroes were all that that this perfect like thirty-three age. Yeah. you know. Yeah, you you know, what would be interesting is to see a Shazam, um, like eighty years from now, where he's like walking with a cane, but then he says Shazam, and he goes back to thirty years old and he kicks butt. <laughs> that would. Be- but that there was the previous Shazam got very old and died. So oh yeah, it's interesting yeah. that he would when he's he gets the powers that he would grow up like he would be in his thirties. That's what's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So did the old Shazam? Did he have the ability to just say so Shazam and maybe go back the to old be... Shazam, maybe they <laughs> age really fast? Maybe the old Shazam was like twenty in real life. <laughs> it's like dog years where it's just like really fast. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't mean to get religious, but I just thought, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm... Anyway, you, I guess you can see kind of different religions in a lot of like superhero movies. Different movies bring out like yeah. uh, um, remnants of different religions. So. Well, this movie didn't have religious themes because of the seven sins. The seven sins were basically the Ten Commandments uh, antagonist. Almost. Yeah, I mean, isn't the seven sins from the Bible? I don't know. Hmm, I'm going to look that up. It, I thought it was a biblical thing. But, but they were things that were like from the Ten Commandments. Like one of them was envy, right? You shouldn't envy your your right. neighbor's wife. Um, so they were That's the only in... one you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the seven deadly... This is Wikipedia. The seven deadly sins, also known as the capital vices or cardinal sins, is a grouping and classification of vices within Christian teachings. Um, so yeah, it's pride, greed, lust, envy, gluttony, wrath, and sloth, um, this- which are contrary to the seven virtues. This might be more of a Catholic thing, but um, certainly well-known Christian principle. Well, life is so abstract. Like, I mean, we start out as these like young teenagers. We're going to the spot, the the swimming pool in the summer with we three. We're like skinny and handsome little boys, yeah. and then all of a sudden we're forty with crow's feet eyes and. <laughs> You just wonder, like, what happens when we die? Like, do we, if we all die, if there is another life, do we become like 33 year olds or do we become like, I mean, it's just so bizarre what people tell you about afterlife, but there really is no answer. There's no like concrete answer. No one knows. Well, that's so so many people like to pretend like they believe or like say, oh, this is my theory. And they'll kind of pass it off like they have some insider knowledge. Uh huh. Or they know, like they know or. Or at least yeah. think they know. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple of years ago. There's some really popular near death near death experience, um, like books going around. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that, Ben? Yeah. <laughs> Julie Rowe was one of them. She got really ambitious. She started predicting like or uh, something, some calamity in twenty. Yeah. When it was, was it been? It was twenty. Yeah. She got a little following. Yeah. 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 And then well, and she, then she was making these predictions that weren't coming true. And I'm like. What is she doing now? She should be hiding under a rock. Was she Mormon or something? Yeah, she is. And she she is Mormon. Um, and she had this like little side following and is writing these books. I looked her up just a couple weeks ago because we were talking about her at dinner or something. And she's is still... she single? <laughs> no, she's married. <laughs> <laughs> she's still what? what? She's still like, putting entries on her blog and probably has a following. I, I don't know how she rationalizes all these predictions she made that ended up... Well, AOC, my crush in the Senate, she predicted that the world's going to end in 12 years. AOC. Yeah, she really made a prediction She's your like crush, that. but you're but aren't you conservative and she's liberal? Uh, that would be the best marriage. Yeah, cuz <laughs> yeah, she can refine yeah, her arguments attract, against you. So Superpower. Totally... Our kids would be like versed in all 
forces. So I'm surprised about this movie. You guys didn't bring up his mom. Isn't she the most heartless person you've ever seen? <laughs> well, oh my gosh. When I saw that, I was like, I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, we we're, we're talking about abortion last week, but this is like on another level. Holy cow. This was, I cannot. Okay. Well, so like in the end, she kind of, you kind of figure out, oh yeah, it was deliberate and she doesn't want him. And then you hear in the background, it sounds like she's. So I've had like this really like a lot of anger towards her, but then you hear in the background, like her boyfriend or whatever, he's like, he sounds really abusive. And so it added this whole dimension to it. Like, yeah, stuff's really complicated. And you know, she's obviously done something horrible, but she's also sounds like she's a victim in a lot of ways too. Oh yeah, definitely. It it just seemed like so heartless. You lose your little boy and then you just leave him. Can you imagine? That would be the most heartless. You just see your kid lost. You're like, Oh, this is perfect. I'm just going to go home. And then when he comes back 15 years later, you won't even let him hug you? Yeah. I thought that was was so weird. (laughs) That was really weird. I mean, of course, if she had been like open arms and welcoming, it might have might have like ruined the whole arc with his new family and everything. But yeah, they had to kind of do that to shut the door on that so he could accept his new family. Yeah. Well, I wonder I wonder if that was I because for how light this movie was, that was a really heavy concept. And to me, to me, I thought okay, maybe the message is his whole life he thought he needed to find her and he learned that he didn't need her or he was fine on his own or something. I think, yeah, to say, oh, he had to accept the new family, maybe, but that just seems like presumptuous that you have to have a family to be complete. Yeah, yeah, I I agree because I'm a single guy in a very family-oriented community and so I feel out of place, but I thought also hearing you talk, Ben, it kind of reminded me of this idea that like a lot of people are bogged down or burdened by their history of like having had a bad family situation or not being raised with this but the i think maybe the hope that i saw in that is that you can find and create a new family and essentially that's what you do when you you find a lover or a spouse you create your own world you know this little and that's kind of what he did with his new family he created this a new history he created the world he a new world for himself with his family i thought yeah right i just <laughs> i just keep thinking what that would do to a teenager I was just so profound you guys didn't have any words? <laughs> no, I, I was just thinking like he's he's an early teenager and his mom, he's been trying to find his mom his whole life and she doesn't want him. Like, I can't imagine how heartbreaking that would be. Like my kid, I know he thinks he's lost for 10 seconds and he's like panicking, you know? I know, I know. It would be hard to get over. He got over it pretty fast too. But then again, he did have some big guy trying to kill him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he had superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Do you know what is the bad thing about seeing the movie early is like, it's not fresh in my mind anymore. It's like, I'm struggling to like, remember what I saw two weeks ago. Oh yeah. Oh, with Shazam. Yeah. With Shazam. I like, yeah, I should have seen it like early this week so that I I, like remembered it. I love seeing them the day of. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, sometimes you get better insight. Like with us, I I feel like I want to discuss something new every week um, because you like learn more over time with some of them. But right. I usually need like a day to like process it. Yeah. That's that's ideal. For the mere mortal, you need a day or two. For me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Is that it for Shazam? Yep. Okay. That's it.
it for Shazam. Wait, do you guys recommend that movie though? Of curiosity. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, that one's really good. I thought it was okay. awesome. The, its only downfall it. was the the previews didn't make it look as good as it was. It looked kind of dumb. Right. The preview. I did not want to see it based off the preview. Ben, that's called mermaiding. That's what you're supposed to do when you create your Tinder profile. You get your worst pictures. <laughs> so then when you actually meet the girl, she's like, "Wow, you're so good looking." She's <laughs> so excited. You don't want to do the catfish thing. You want to do the mermaid thing. And, and then if she takes a chance on you you know she's a real <laughs> deal okay i'll keep that in mind when i when i'm in that situation <laughs> that's the end of spoilers for shazam if you're just joining us we're, we're discussing dumbo and this is the spoiler section so andy you asked if he found his mom again he did he did yeah yeah and then <laughs> did, they shipped her off to be killed to be killed <laughs> yeah apparently in this universe the only solution to the well they have dumbo who's flying around they're earning circus money and dumbo is distracted because he can hear his mom in the, like the funny farm version of the theme park and they don't want Dumbo to be distracted. So the logical thing is to just have the mom killed. Yeah. You know, (laughs) obviously they can't let Dumbo like see his mom, like when he's not performing, like, and so that was like the big tension in the movie, which was so dumb. But wait, so she got killed or after he found her again? Well, the owner conspired. He told his henchmen to like get rid of the elephant and kill it. Like the mom. No, but she escaped, right? Didn't they escape at the end? Yeah. So there was this, you know, big thing, how they're going to escape. And that was the climax is Dumbo uh, rescuing his mother. Dumbo and all the circus people that got fired. Yeah. Well, you know, what's so dumb about it. They, they decide that Dumbo flying. Well, the whole thing, they have this failing circus. That's how the movie starts out. They, the owner of the circus buys an elephant who's pregnant. That's the mom. She has this baby. Baby Dumbo has big ears. And then, so they find out this Dumbo can fly. And then they realize, oh, we have something valuable and we can sell tickets. And then, you know, the circus gets bought out by kind of like a Disneyland-esque circus, like a, like a big one. Yeah. And like on their first performance, they decide that, oh, having Dumbo fly around is immoral. And having animals do tricks is immoral. These are all the circus people <laughs> deciding that a circus, a circus oh, yeah. finally they have something successful they decide it's immoral so they you know conspire to sabotage the whole thing and it was just yeah it was I didn't, bringing it didn't add up to me it brought 21st century sensibilities to the story huh? with like oh this type of elephant doesn't belong in any circus was aoc running it like was she part of the movie who's that aoc never mind oh she's the congress woman who's like she's controversial the, she's the cute 29 year old congresswoman oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That like that like does little videos Ocasio of her Cortez. talking on snapchat or cooking and she's really cute oh she yeah. does do you follow her i just think she's pretty but my parents think she's the devil is she yeah. married <laughs> no i think hey, she has a boyfriend. Andy. <laughs> i don't think she'd date a white guy <laughs> okay so is that it for spoilers on dumbo yeah there's nothing left to say on this one yeah i'm i mean i didn't feel like i feel like i didn't bring my a game to this conversation but i just didn't feel to the like podcast it. or to the dumbo to, to, pod- the, to the dumbo to the dumbo, dumbo conversation. conversation is it just because you hate it so bad i didn't hate it i just no, didn't care about it, it wasn't bad it just didn't have any soul and then the mo- the characters didn't add up to me and their motives they didn't sell me on it 
So <clears throat> I'm really surprised it's so high at the box office right now. It has to be just because it's new. Yeah, I mean, it's a you new, it's big budget. There. They have they have A-list actors, Ava Green and Colin Farrell and, and Danny Disney. DeVito and Disney Mike. Behind it. Yeah, yeah, think I mean, about every parent like you guys and my fugitive. If I was a parent, Dumbo comes out and it kind of seems like one you'd want to take your kids to it. Right. Yeah. It, well, I mean, that's what I did. I took my kids. Yeah, I, so it's so got to be bought more, I bought more tickets for Dumbo than any movie that's out in the top 10 right now. Yeah, see? Except for Shazam, actually, but I, which would be a tie. But yeah, so it fits the right demographic. And Dumbo's definitely the acute-looking CGI render of him. He's like got these giant big blue eyes. and Yeah, he's got this cute face. There has yeah. to be the nostalgic factor, too, because yeah. I enjoyed Dumbo as a kid, even though it was weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this movie only survives because it's because there was an old Dumbo and because it's made by Disney. If it was just Correct. some no-name new story, it's got nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, D- the idea of Dumbo is a fun one. Uh, uh, an elephant that can fly with his giant floppy ears. It's a fun idea. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the story's great, but this... I'm, it's not a new I'm idea like the anymore. Execution of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> if you're just joining us, we just we are discussing five feet apart, or as Andy likes to say it, five feet under. <laughs> you know um, what? The the spoiler section part about partway through the movie, like halfway, I thought, oh wait a minute, is five feet apart going to be their graves are five feet apart? Like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be dark. <laughs> they were buried five feet apart. Yeah, that's what I they kissed. I and started they died, to think and maybe they... that's what it meant. Okay, so since we're in spoilers, Ben, go ahead and finish. You're you're talking about the, the, at the end she was acting irrationally, and I agree with you. But finish your thought. Yeah. So towards the end of the movie, so there are three people who have this disease in the hospital, and one of the kids, their friends, passes away suddenly as probably due to the disease or catching something and so they're so sad about it they decide to go on this super long walk out in the cold to see some lights or something it was just this totally irrational thing to do given their diseases and their limitation yeah but i don't yeah i could understand it though because after death like people do irrational things yeah okay i when they're mourning but yeah 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 not like it wasn't no one would be justified in that situation but it was like a really risky thing for them to do and so you know this is coming from the girl who's been the most careful about all of the rules and being super careful now she's grieving and she's upset feeling like her life's she's going to miss out on life and just die so she wants to experience something so anyway they go up to this i guess they're there's like a lake a frozen over lake and they're just like kind of playing around on the lake and scooting around and stuff and while they're gone the hospital uh they receive a notification that she will get a donor for her lungs like there's been an accident they have a matching lungs for her and so they're like they're texting her saying hey where are you get ready you know we need to prep you for surgery and she's just ignoring the calls yeah, and she's been waiting like five years or something for this, these lungs. Yeah. Or, I don't know. So I didn't get, I didn't understand why she would be ignoring the calls. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, that, that there was no, ex, you know, maybe I wasn't playing, paying close enough attention, but there was no obvious explanation for why she was suddenly like yeah. apathetic. She was just like, eh, whatever, new lungs, it'll save my, extend my life five years, I don't care. Right. And I wonder if she thought getting the lungs. Like, this is her only moment of living, and she didn't want to cut it short. 
That's very short-sighted decision-making, but yeah, Wait, that could have been it. It only would prolong their life for five years? Well, they say if you, get a, if you get a new set of lungs, they usually only last about five years. But without them, I don't know, I, I think they could die any time, right? Uh, I wasn't quite clear. Yeah, she did explain. She said it, 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 exten- right, it, it, ex- it extends their life expectancy five years, but it was still a good deal because, and I can't remember what her explanation was. Oh, because there's, they're always doing like, research improvements okay yeah so maybe five years is what you needed to get like the robot lung that lasts forever or something right yeah she did she did act irrational i i how did you what did you think about the way the relationship resolved where he decided to just walk away from her um it didn't i don't know it didn't add up to life i felt like it was the right choice like it was the the painful thing to do, but the right thing to do. Wait, why did he walk away? Because they were in, incom- like they would kill each other. Like it was too, it was just playing with fire. They wanted to he, be together so much. They were pushing the limits. Yeah. And, and there was a moment where he, he gave her mouth to mouth to resuscitate her when she fell in the lake. And there's a good chance that she would have caught his bacteria and it would have killed her. And so he just decided to walk away because it was just too risky to be together. Reminds me of Dexter. Uh, in what, is there a plot like that in Dexter? Yeah, he's just a serial killer. And uh, everyone he gets around, he ruins their life. By killing so, them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is that it for five feet apart? Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. I, my, my only point was, it, towards the end, suddenly her decisions, I just didn't, I, I didn't understand them. And they felt really irrational and it wasn't really explained. Ben, you're dealing with a teenager. <laughs> well, not only that, but somebody has been through trauma. I think that's really common. I know that my friends that are personal injury attorneys, they say after a serious accidents, people do things that make no sense, but it's, it's very common. Yeah. Really? And then also at the same time, their, their love between each other, like goes up to the next level where she, they're trying to prep her for surgery. She's like, I don't want to. And her parents are there like, you got to do the surgery. And like all the hospital staff is trying to talk her into it. And she's like, no, 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 no. And then her boyfriend's like, Hey, Stella, you should do the surgery. She's like, okay. Like, like what? <laughs> sounds like, like a teenager. Uh, yeah, it does. That sounds, sounds like a teenager like to a me. Teenager. Yeah. So this movie was for teenagers. What are you feeling? It wasn't bad. It was just. <laughs> Is that a Snapchat or something? Yeah. yeah. Andy's, Andy's like so bored with our conversation. I know. No, I'm not. And why did you send me that Trump picture? Like, I, <laughs> what am I going to do with okay. that? Okay. Okay. I'm going to move on the po- before we get <laughs> too down a tangent. Remind you of what something Ben would have said. Uh, what Smith would have said when he was a high school te- like oh. I'm not I'm it's hard to be humble when you're the best yeah <laughs> that is exactly something Smith says <laughs> okay uh, that is the end of the spoiler section thanks for listening to the podcast we'll see you next week hopefully we release the podcast a couple days earlier next week yeah.